I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. Hello, welcome to the Lost Boys podcast. With you every step of the way, you got me, Jacob Stolworthy. And me, Jack Shepherd. We are here because we are watching Lost. Me for the first... No, I've watched it eight times, haven't I? You've watched it eight times. You've watched it. I've never watched it. <laughs> never watched it. And we've watched uh, season three, episode 12, Paravion, which, as you correctly guessed, in the 11th hour of our last podcast, it is a Claire Littleton episode. Were you shocked to discover that you were correct? I was. I guess. Yeah, no, no, because I guessed it. I knew. Yeah, but still. I knew bit, the whole time. Bit rogue. Yeah, but. It's a bit rogue. This show's a bit rogue, isn't it? Did you predict that she'd have black hair? I, did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Did you predict that she was, she'd work in a tattoo parlor? I also didn't predict that. But did then, you predict that her dad is, is Christian Shepherd? I, that was something that I believe has been hinted at before. Yeah, it has. When, he, when Christian goes to Australia with. With uh, Anna Lucia. Yeah, I feel like I've said that before on this podcast. I think you said it in a, huh, that would be ridiculous kind of way. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, but it's believable, isn't it? Yeah, now it's happened. It's happened. So for those who don't remember, this is the episode where Claire concocts a plan involving seagulls while Locke, Kate and Saeed head to the barracks with Mikhail Bakunin. Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> Never failed to make me laugh. Uh, so Jack, your views on Paravion, please. Yes, it was an enjoyable episode of television, better than some of the other episodes this season. Season's slowly on the way up again, mm, isn't it? Mm, it's flying par avion. Nice. Do you know what that means? No. It's French for by way of air. Ah. Yeah. Nice. It's like, it's like airmail, isn't it? Um, which you get, you get because of the seagulls, don't you? Yes. You understand it? Nice. Yeah, penny dropped. And we're not talking about Penny Widmore. Um, I uh, <laughs> got to keep it to lost. Got to keep it to lost. Um, just want to apologise for our week delay. Should we talk about the week delay? Well, I've been slaving away at my desk. I mean, it's not going to be my desk much longer. Yeah, but we've we, we've just had some we've just had some developments, haven't we? There've been a lot of developments. We've, we've had some busy week weeks. The Lost Boys, you know, sometimes life does get in the way. Yeah. And Jack, would you like to tell people why? Well, for me, I've. Uh, if you follow along with any personal news of the Lost Boys, you'll know that both of us currently work at the Independent, um, and I will no longer be working there full time. Uh, Lost Boys are disbanding. We're disbanding. We won't be sitting opposite each other day in day out. It's been a trying time. I had to take some time out. That's why I wasn't free um, to really. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, I'm, not, I'm joking. I'm sad, but that, that wasn't why. But I, I am sad you're going. But we just want to assure our listeners that this isn't the end of the Lost Boys. Oh no, the Lost Boys has nothing to do with the Independence. It's fine. Yeah, it's true, and uh, we are still going to be. I mean, how are we going to be doing it? We no will work idea. it out. But yeah, we will work it out because we love you all. Um, but where have you been? I've been at the Cannes Film Festival where we, we, I wasn't watching Lost. We had no time for Lost. Rubbing shoulders with the greats. Yeah, man. Yeah, shook hands with our boy Tarantino. Kind of crazy, yeah, absolutely crazy. Didn't see the film though. Cannes is a kind of place where it's easier to meet Quentin Tarantino than see his bloody new film. Oh, get you, which is outrageous. But yeah, I was there with a uh, W Magazine. Uh, I was there 
with Victoria Stevens, who is a photographer, uh, and her lovely assistant, Skylar Knutson. Uh, I just want to get them in there because I had a really good time with them both. And uh, yeah, Victoria is a crazy photographer and she was shooting all the stars and I was there assisting in the background then running in to do a little uh, little interview. Did you meet anyone from Lost? No, however. Then no one cares. Well, however, uh, notice how quickly I said however. Big, uh, on the day after I left, there was a party being hosted by an actor called Fisher Stevens who plays a character in Lost called Minkowski who people who have obviously watched on will know immediately who that is and i could have met him oh that's re- it really annoyed me it's really, really sorry. also co-hosting part of leonardo dicaprio so he's rubbing shoulders with the greats well at lost is a springboard well apparently so it's good he actually won an oscar a few years ago it's for a documentary he made wow. it's a bit of a nature boy like leo anyway moving on great i'm glad we all learned about that well yeah fisher stevens he might be in it soon who well i mean knows? i meant more about you going to Cannes. oh right i mean any <laughs> anyone who follows you on twitter will know yeah it's true <laughs> but more about fisher <laughs> <laughs> also so, if you want to commission me and you're a commissioning person let me know he sunk to those depths <laughs> well i gotta get in there quick you do you do indeed. i got to be broke for so long we need your career flying. Oh, it's so scary. It's fine, mate. It's fine. Let's talk about... If you come up with plans half as good as Claire's in this episode, then I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so she thinks she can get everyone off the island by attaching a message to a tagged seagull before it migrates. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. And one that's kind of like, you know, back to basics. This is something you think they'd come up with in season one. And I kind of <laughs> like season three because, yeah, like, whilst all these people are gallivanting off beating up people with eye patches and blowing up hatches. Yeah, Claire is on the island and would like to leave it and she is thinking rationally, right? Yeah. Also, why didn't they think of this before? Maybe because they didn't see all the seagulls. Okay. They've been there, there for a few time. months. <laughs> yeah, a few months. Okay, whatever. We'll ignore that. They I'm, didn't I, see them. I'm, I'm sure they didn't. I think the, the, the reason why Claire knows to do this with seagulls is a bit more <laughs> worrying. She sees birds on a TV because her mum who is in a coma in the, in the past which we'll come on to loves watching nature documentaries or she loves having nature documentaries on but we see her in one of the flashbacks walking into the room as the birds are on the screen and she turns the TV off there's not much watching going on there <laughs> no, no. <laughs> maybe it's a repeat but still she yeah. really watched she didn't really take that information well she obviously did well at some stage <laughs> that we don't see um, so not a bad idea from our Claire no. How are you finding Claire this episode? Okay. At least she's doing stuff. I honestly know? think it's the best Claire episode we, we have. Ever. Well, I like her in this episode. Yeah, she's uh, she's a go-getter in the episode, and she's not just all about Charlie. Yeah, I mean, she's angry with Charlie, because Charlie's obviously up to no good. Yeah, I mean, the flashbacks aren't about him, but the stuff on the island, yeah, you're right. About yeah. Desmond and him. Yeah, so Desmond's being really bait, because Desmond obviously has another vision of Charlie. Vision. And he's be he, he's so bait when he has these visions. He's just like really shifty, and I know it's not nice for him. Surely it's not nice for him to see someone die. It's a lot no. of responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, Claire thinks that Desmond and Charlie just hate her idea. <laughs> they think it's just a, they, she thinks they just think it's a terrible idea. I mean, the truth is more crazy. So well, true. But you know, Desmond's in a bit of a hard situation because do De- you remember that scene where uh, Jin? is helping, and Bernard, I think Bernard, they're helping Claire. They see the, uh, the seagulls, and they're going to catch one, so they can put a little message onto its little foot. 
Yeah. And uh, Desmond's gunfire just goes off and he runs out and she's like mad at him. Well, fair enough. He ruins it. He just yeah. comes out of nowhere. Pop, 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 pop. You completely, you know, they've been trying really hard to catch a seagull. It's not easy. It's not easy. But if I was Desmond, I, I'd, I would be like, do you know what, Charlie? Sorry, mate. You're going to have to die. This is too embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fire this gun and ruin Claire. She's going to shout at me. No, sorry. Oh, die. I hope you mate. never have visions of me. <laughs> Jack, sorry, you got to go. <laughs> sorry, you got to go. This is way too embarrassing. Literally the thought of someone shouting at me because I've ruined their big plan. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Desmond is very, he's, he's a hero. He's a hero. Hero uh, of the week, you might say. Potentially. Potentially? Potentially. Well, it ain't Locke. We'll get to him. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, man. We did that joke over there, Tana. Like I said, I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? Look, I, I was shooting at a boy. I had no idea you were out here. Where's Charlie? Is he with you? He's back at the camp. Look, I'm really sorry. So it's right. just you? Ah, oh, it's just me. Hunting in the exact same spot as we we're setting our trap. I was following a boar, Claire. Oh, so it's just a coincidence then. Where is it? Galway. Charlie is all like, Mr. Caesar Day, let's seize the day. Let's go for a walk. Come on, Claire, hold my hand. And then all of a sudden, he's not because of this plan that will end <laughs> up with seagull. him dead. <laughs> but it's not because of Claire's plan. So at the end of it, Claire... Imagine how offended you would be, though, if you had someone just been like, imagine like your partner came up to you and was just like, oh, yeah, let's all go, like, go out, have a great time. And then all of a sudden, like, you're like halfway to Greenwich or somewhere, <laughs> like ready for a big day out, ready for like, you know, shrimp on the pier or whatever it is. Lobster, Lobster on, the, on pier. the pier. And then they turn around and just go, no, no. Because of, yeah, I, I would be furious. Because like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of just some random, some random guy who lives down the road. Yeah. Spotted you. Yeah. You'd be like, this is a bit sus. Well, yeah. A bit suspect. What are they doing it's bit, together? It is a bit sus. It's a bit sus. It is. It's a bit sus. It is a bit weird. Especially when Charlie's like, you're giving him false hope. And it's like, she's just putting a message onto the foot of a seagull. Like, it's, they don't expect like, just boats and planes to come like two days later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, she's, just have, she's just throwing it out there. She's just trying to help. She's just... Trying. She just wants the lobsters on the pier. She just wants a break from the bloody baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just give her that. She anyway, some loving. Charlie is in a tough situation. But they pulled it around. They yes. pulled it back. But basically, Claire follows Desmond because she's furious with him. But then she notices that he's running to somewhere very, very particular. Yeah. And when when he gets there, when she gets there, she realizes that oh, by the by the rocks, by the by the the lashing waves and the sea. There's a seagull there. So he must have known it was there. But how would he know? Visions. Visions. So Desmond tells Claire. What does this mean for Claire and Charlie going forward? How do they act? What do they do? Do they just keep Desmond around the whole time to save them? Well, it seems like that. You kind of have to, don't you? Yeah. But can you do it forever? You give it a go. It's a bit of a, it's just so much pressure. It's a lot of pressure on Desi. It's a lot of pressure on Desi. Yeah. I mean... But the universe has its ways. Course correction. Mm. Claire takes it very well. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she's just like, she's like, I'm not giving up on you? I mean... I'm not giving up on you, if, Charlie. If someone told you they had visions, you'd kind of be like, no, you don't. But she's a bit, she's been into that kind of stuff already. 
you know. Well, you know, Claire's had a bit of a time, let's be honest. I reckon Emily the Raven, who plays Claire, who's actually quite decent here. Yeah. Better than she has ever been. <laughs> ever. Maybe. I honestly think Ouch. she has. But she is. But um, she's been through it on the island, but she's obviously getting something to do in this episode, which is nice. Yeah. I'm she... happy for Claire. I don't like Claire, and I like her in this episode. Fair enough. Yeah. I like that. I like that you're able to like a character you don't like normally. Yeah. Well, I just think she's better written in this episode. I think the flashbacks help. I like the flashbacks. Do you like the flashbacks? Yeah, the flashbacks were good. They're decent. So it opens, the whole episode opens with an eye opening, as is the lost norm. And it's Claire. She's been in a car accident. She's behind the wheel. There's a woman been thrown out of the windshield who's lying unconscious on the floor. And we learn it's her mother, Carol. Carol's in a coma. Pretty bad coma. Mm. Um, And she's got no one really there apart from her auntie Lindsay, who we swiftly realise is the woman that Christian went to see in Australia with Anne Lucia, who was shouting and Christian going, it's my daughter, blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, and a kind of a a, a constable who's really um, sceptical about what Claire was doing behind the wheel if she was, you know, drunk or whatever. So, well... He's quite a harsh policeman as well. He's like, your mum's dead, basically. She's like, she's not. She's like, well, kind of is. Yes, but a bit of a harsh way to... Not nice. ...have this all thrown on you. We're meant to believe that Claire is a bit of a tearaway. Yeah, that's why she's got black hair. Black, edgy hair. She obviously listens to Evanescence and... Oh, she looks like an Evanescence fan. We've definitely spoken about Evanescence on here. We have. Why did we speak about Evanescence? I can't remember. We spoke about Evanescence. But she does look... She looks exactly like... Who was it we said? Florence Pugh in Fighting for My Family. Yeah, so if no one's seen Fighting with My Family, it stars Florence Pugh, who's a British rising star, who, you know, Florence, if you're listening to this podcast, which we think is a long shot, we loved you in it. And um, she plays Paige, the wrestler, the female wrestler, and she's got, like, jet black hair, and she looks very similar to Claire and Lust in this episode. Maybe... She doesn't look like Florence Pugh. She looks like Florence Pugh as a wrestler. As Paige. As Paige. As Paige. Maybe she just looks like Paige. Well, she does, yeah, she does look like Paige. Is I've she seen a, a picture Paige? of Paige. I haven't. Yeah. They, basically, it's the hair. It's the hair. It's the hair. <laughs> also, Finding My Family, pretty nice film. Seek it out, perhaps. Do it. So, stars Cersei Lannister herself, Lena Headey. Lena Headey. And it's directed by Stephen Merchant. It is. Who's a boy. So and there you Vince go. Vaughn is in it. There you go. Fun facts about fighting for my family. Fighting my family, as I call it, FW. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> FWMF. <laughs> yes, I do. FWMF. Um, so, yeah, I think the big. I think this episode is quite ballsy, you know. Ballsy. To throw in midway through episode 12, Black Claire hair. episode, Christian Shepherd as Claire's dad is huge. The ramifications are big, man. I think it would be interesting on a rewatch to see how much interplay. Because I feel like Claire and Jack don't have any time before this anyway. They, Jack is very caring to Claire. I just think, I, I, I think they knew that this was going to be a twist from the start because thankfully Jack did not deliver his half-sister's baby. That would have been awkward. Why? What, what just seeing a baby out. It's just, this human nature, man. I wouldn't want to deliver my half-sister's baby. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, but still, it'd be weird in retrospect. I guess in retrospect. It would be weird in retrospect. I, uh... 
Yeah, so Jack and Claire actually do have... <laughs> okay, now I get it. Do you get yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Jack and Claire do have a lot of interplay. They do a bit. I guess it's never... Early doors as well. He looks after her. She likes Jack. Yeah, they've kind of grown apart a bit, though, recently. Yeah, cause Well, Jack's that's because he's bloody... still stuck in the... Oh, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not. So we'll get to Jack. <laughs> almost another Jackless episode. Almost. Been almost. Almost. Down to the wire. Damn. Um, what the a boys are having a good time. <laughs> boys are having a good time. Um, so Christian is, he t- explains that he's got another family um, and that he came to see Claire a bunch of times when she was younger. But then her auntie, um, Lindsay, didn't really want him to come anymore. Um, but he shows up and he wants to uh, basically convince Claire to euthanize her mother. Yes. Claire, 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 listen, listen to me, listen to me. Do not keep your mother alive for the wrong reasons. Now there is hope and there is guilt and believe me, I know the difference. Bye, kiddo. It's great seeing you again. It's just a bit of a Bad man, isn't he? Pretty horrible. Christian is a bit crazy. Just kill her, Claire. Go on. Yeah, he's like, she's not living, really. He he says something. So he says something which kind of, you can you can apply to his own state on the island in a way. Go on. She's living, but she's not really here. Ooh. Yeah, it's quite funny. Quite a moment. Ghost Shepherd. Christian Ghost Shepherd. Damn. Christian Shepherd, middle name? Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Claire says, I don't even know your name and I don't want to know it. And then he tries to say it, doesn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't say it. So if Jack, theoretically, if Jack said, my dad Christian, Shepherd. She wouldn't know. She would have no idea. Oh, the dramatic irony. The only way they would know is if Ghost Christian, they they both saw him. Yeah, she's like, that's my dad. That would be... Crazy. Do you reckon Jack and Claire will ever find out? No. In the same way, I don't think. I mean, Sawyer and Jack have both spoken about the same man. Did they know that it was... They kind of had a moment where it was kind of like... Sawyer knew. Sawyer clocked that it was his dad. Did Jack? I can't really remember. Yeah, Sawyer explains to him, I've met a guy in a bar, his name's Christian Shepherd, he wants to... Did he, say, he didn't say his name, though. I thought they just said about says, the Red Sox thing. He says Christian. Ah. Jack starts crying. Come on, mate. I don't think Classic I... loss moment. Yeah, but I thought he'd only, I thought it was only him. It's when he says that Christian, that like... Jack's, Jack's, Jack ah, starts squirting some. See, that was early days uh, lost. That was, that was like episode. early days, season one, when I was trying not to care. I was pretending. So I, was like, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I care a bit now, Jacob. Who cares? He cares. Yeah, a little bit. He cares. What's it to you? Out of ten, how much do you care about Claire? Five. Really? Not that much. Yeah, not, <laughs> I'm not, not a biggest fan. It's not high, is it? It's not high at all. I care more about most of the other characters. Yeah. I mean, I same here, but I like her in this episode. <laughs> I uh, love that Claire works in a tattoo parlour and her half-brother is Jack. What a nice twist would it be if Jack got some of his tattoos from Claire? It would be a lovely twist. I mean, Claire is basically, what's her name from the other episode? What was her name? Oh, Atura. 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 Yeah. They're be- Bailing. You know, 
Beiling. Yeah. She's th- they got the same profession. <laughs> Jack's into it. I'm not really sure that Claire uh, tells people who they are. <laughs> she marks them, but she doesn't really mark yeah, but, them for yeah, but weird she's, reasons. Yeah, but she's into the weird stuff anyway. Well, Cla- yeah, she likes astrology. So maybe she is. Yeah, maybe. We don't know that yet. Maybe. Interesting. Eh? Interesting. I wonder if she'll give Charlie a tattoo at some stage. Uh, I mean, he's got one already, and he? He's got the Beatles quote on his shoulder. Yeah, we could. Living is easy with eyes closed, which is from the song. Do you remember? No. Strawberry fields forever. Strawberry fields forever. So, um, <laughs> the flashback ends with uh, many, well, a long time has passed. Claire is now blonde. Looks Whoa. so different, a blonde hair, doesn't she? She looks nice. I think it, it's she's cleaned up her act. She's dyed her hair blonde. She's looking after or her mum now. natural hair colour. She's not going to kill her yet. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she comes to see her mum and she tells, she's heavily pregnant, and she tells her mum, coffee in hand, that she's... Going to give it away. Pregnant. And she's, yeah. So she then leaves, obviously, to go. She's had her experiences with Richard Malkin, the psychic, concurrently happening with all of this. Um, but yeah, Claire. Yeah, emotional. Emotional scene, very nice. I like it. Quite well acted, actually. Well acted. Flashbacks, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah, and we also, you know, we learn lots and there's a nice twist with Jack. There's a they just there's enough going on to and it's just everything that's good about a flashback. It's not one that, you know, we've spoken about flashbacks that don't feel like they add anything mm. or oh, does Lost really earn doing flashbacks every episode still? I mean, this is a case of, like, it does completely. It's really great. And it also doesn't feel like it's trying to eke out. Like, it doesn't feel like they're going to do another episode around these flashbacks no. anytime soon. I think it helps that Claire's only had one flashback off the island before. The other one was in the medical station. Yeah. So there's really not... We don't have a lot of Claire backstory. Few and yet. far between. Yeah. So they had to make this good, really. I like it. And it ties her into the kind of deeper mythology of the show, considering she's now related to the main character, Jack. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, should we jump over to um, Mikhail <laughs> and the Sonic Fence? Yes. These are some of my favourite scenes. Mikael is a really good character, I think. Do you? Oh, he's gone now. Well, he's gone, but do you? Miguel was a good character. <laughs> Just say Mikael. Mikael. Um, so, we get a few interesting tidbits with him. Um, Saeed and Kate and Locke trying, trying to, and Russo trying to get some information from him. And he's surprisingly forthcoming about some things. I mean, he has been the whole time. Um, in fact, Damon and Carlton did a Lost podcast most weeks uh, kind of breaking down specific moments from the episodes and just kind of clearing up things that they wanted you to know and not really question okay so one of them was we should believe everything Mikal says other than the fact that he was part of the Dharma Initiative so he mentions the hostiles he mentions the purge he mentions lots of different things and we should believe them okay okay so other things that he mentions here do you recall or do you want me to reel them off? Please reel them off. There's a lot of island law going on right now, isn't there? There is. Subtle. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah, but it's a lot of history. It's good. It's world building, isn't it? It's good. Go on. He mentions that there's an underwater beacon, which stopped um, emitting a signal two weeks ago when the sky went purple. When Desmond turned the key. Yeah. Um, he mentions a hymn and a list 
And he says that Kate's not on the list because she's flawed. Jacob's list. Jake. Well, he doesn't say Jacob, but yes, we are meant to assume that he, the magnificent man he speaks of, is Jacob. He's not wrong, is he? Jacob is a magnificent man. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Oh, Jacob. Anyway. My name is Jacob. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, and then Kate mentions, she's like, well, if Ben is so magnificent, and he's like, Benjamin, he is no one. Um, so, yeah. So Ben's not Jacob. So Ben is not Jacob. That's not going to be a twist that we, uh, that's dealt out. Um, he also mentions, well, he very nearly reveals Locke's big secret. Don't speak to us as if you know us. Of course I don't know you, Saeed Jara. How could I? And you, Kate Austin, are a complete stranger to me. But you, John Locke, you I might have a fleeting memory of, but I must be confused because the John Locke I know was hey. perhaps... Look at this. He says, you, John Locke, I, you know, the John Locke I recall was in a... And then Rousseau, like, interrupts. And Locke's like, oof. Ooh. Rousseau got me off the hook there. And then he found out I'm in, I was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Damn. Uh, which, you know, if that was me, if I was side and Kate, and they went, you, John Locke, you're the man who, uh, whatever. And Danielle was like, hey, look over there. I would have been like, oh, yeah. But what Why were you about to say? So you say that again? You know, you just would. <laughs> but we can forgive it. We can forgive it. Can't give that shit away this early, you know. It's very true. Um, Saeed and Locke, tempers are flaring. Um, especially because Locke blew, o- blew up the flame station after entering 7-7 last week. Um, and Saeed says, why did you do that? And he's like, well, I played this chess game and I entered 7-7, it blew up. Didn't even know it was rigged. And then at the end, towards the end of their scenes, he opens the pack and he finds, finds a the whole bunch of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what game is Locke playing? I have no idea. Locke's turning into the villain. Locke's been doing some questionable things. Sure. It'll be, you know, if he turns villain, I'll believe it. Really? Unlike Danny. Uh, well, Daenerys, Targaryen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, at least we have, like, multiple episodes to kind of flesh that out. Yeah, we've got, like, a few more seasons rather than just one episode. Absolutely. That is a problem we both have with Game of Thrones. Did yeah, you like the ending? We haven't really spoken about it. Um, Lost's ending is far better. A lot of comparisons going around. Shoot me down, guys. Shoot me down, Lost finale haters. Shoot me down. I won't fall. I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast would... I don't know. I think I'd, they do. We've had some tweets saying the what? finale was bad. Really? Mate, I'd say over 50% of our listeners who love Lost won't like the ending. Wow. But it was easier for Lost to screw it up. I don't think it did, for the record. But Game of Thrones, it was harder for it to screw it up. And it kind of didn't even screw it up. It just kind of didn't succeed. It did that kind of... It just slips into the pantheon of really kind of underwhelming finales. Whereas at least Lost kind of did something a bit bold and stayed true to the characters while doing so. Interesting. I mean, slide into our mentions if you hate it and let, let us know. Don't say why specifically because Jack's obviously not seen it. But I just really refute anyone who says that Lost's ending was bad. I just will always think it was a good ending. If you want to have a good pub chat with Jacob. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily talk this talk about this over pints that you pay for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I... Um, 
Did you like the ending of Game of Thrones? No. I. You know what? I didn't mind where it got to. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. I like. I just didn't like <coughs> the final journey there. I thought there were lots of weird decisions made in the final season, and it should have just been way longer. They should have added a season. Agreed. Yeah. You know, it didn't make any sense. So, Agreed. and I can totally see where it was going, and I can see that that will be the ending. George R. R. Martin will probably have for it, but he's just a master at planning things and like doing and he'll change things if the characters demand it problem with these guys is that it feels like they so rigidly decided to do whatever george said the ending was going to be that they kind of were like oh actually we've kind of done everything the characters would do now let's just uh three episodes get out of the way with Mm. done i think that people who were a lot of people were saying i was a bit bitey about the finale on um, Twitter and I got a few messages being like oh, no it was good like it was good I enjoyed it I got everything I wanted from it my argument to that would be you're just easily pleased because I didn't not like it I actually liked the way things kind of ended up I just like you thought that the execution wasn't super um, and yeah I found nearly every episode this season at least entertaining you know mm. they all flew by mm. for me Mm. And I thought the spectacle was great, just because they have such a big budget, though. And okay, it is, you, you know, they've got great, they've got directors who can make it epic. Yeah, but I argue that Jack Bender, and I know he did direct Game of Thrones episode, but he just does more with little. Lost, I've been re-watching some later episodes. I, I you know, so this is actually, when we watch this, this will... No longer be the eighth time for some of the episodes. It will be the ninth time, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is completely ruining the point of the podcast. Rumors are open, opening. But yeah, my mate, Brian Smith, who is six foot ten and from Texas, he, uh, as a surprise to me, started watching Lost and he watched two and a half seasons in the space of two weeks. And uh, over the weekend, he was like, hey, should we watch some, some episodes? So we watched an episode called The Brig. And then we watched another one and another one. And then I said to him, hey, 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 we've got the season three finale coming up and I would love to watch it with you. So why don't we do it tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, sure. Well, when I saw him 12 hours later, he said, oh, yeah, sorry, I stayed up all night. I couldn't stop. I'm on season four, episode nine. That's insane. And I was like, Jesus. And then I watched some season four with him. And I was thinking, this is just working on another level to any other TV show. Bar the leftovers. Exciting. Honestly, it's so good. It's so... Loss is the it's the best. <laughs> it's so good. No bias. No bias at all. It's better than anything. John! John! Thank you. What's your... So Locke is, is, is in Damon Lindelof's words... Um, marching to a completely different drum to everyone else right now. Any idea what he wants to see for? Any idea what, you know, is he there to get Jack? Because Saeed suggests, you know, you're here for your own agenda. What's Locke doing there? I think Locke just wants to somehow meet Jacob, doesn't he? Do you think? I'd say, yeah. So Locke just wants to kind of get to the bottom of this bloody island mystery. I don't think it's even just getting to the bottom of it. He feels like he's special, doesn't he? 
in my mind anyway that's how i that's how he comes across he believes that he is destined for something more and that Jacob's the person, he's yeah, but, the reason he's there. And so he's going to do anything he can do to get there. He doesn't know about Jacob specifically yet. He just knows as a, like a, a him, as a he. He and, is a magnificent man. And so whoever that is, okay, whoever that is. Yeah, but we're calling him Jacob for the purposes. The he of, hmm. at the top, you know, Colonel Kurtz, whoever this man's going to be, is the reason, maybe even not knowing his name is helping Locke fantasize about this person who's going to be there. Isn't it crazy it's called Jacob, by the way? I know you're freaking out. Yeah, it's just great. When I first watched it, I was like, loving life. Great. I bet you are. Loving, I'm finally in the show. Loving life. You're like, so if he's the leader of the bad guys, and I'm the leader of the good guys, as uh, Jack Shepard. Sorry, but me, uh, as Ben says to Michael in season two finale, we're the good guys, Michael. So if you're the leader of the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's, that's like, no wonder people are freaking out about this podcast. I know, mate. That's what I mean. We, I love, I love a lot of other Lost podcasts. Um, but, you know, ours, we're fronted by Jack Shepard and Jacob. Locking heads. Crazy. Um, or are they locking heads in the show anymore? Will, will they ever meet? Well, as we come to the final moments of this episode... Well, yeah, so there's a, there's a small case of a sonic fence, which Saeed okay. sees with, marked out by the pylons. Uh, and they don't know if it's activated or not. Um, so, yeah, Locke just kind of takes matters into his own hands, takes his pack off and just pushes Mikal into it. And Mikal thanks him and starts, like, foaming from the ears and bleeding from the eyes and all this. And he's, like, thrown out the other side. And they're like, well, shit, well, it's on. Rogue move from Locke, who's not really a, let's be honest, he's a hunter, not a killer. He's a farmer, not a hunter, yeah. So, he's not a killer. So, I I do think that's slightly out of character for Locke. Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm thinking, well, this is an obstacle. These pylons are an obstacle into whatever he wants to do. And it's in his way, so maybe it's just a casualty of war. Casualty of war, ouch. Just doesn't sound very Locke at but at the same time, maybe this is just where Locke's growing towards. Yeah. I didn't feel I didn't feel like, oh my God, Locke would never do that. Did you not? No, it kind of... It, it was funny. I mean, I find it funny. It wasn't like that extreme, like, oh my God, this has ruined Locke's character forever. No. It was like, oh shit, Locke's really mad. I guess, without giving anything away, um, there's an episode later on down the line where kind of Locke's... Um, let's say humanity is kind of like at the centre of an episode and whether he's like capable of killing people and stuff like quite heavily and, okay and I, and I think I'm just like I think about that because I'm like yeah but you know he did push me kind into the sonic fence without really caring but then Miguel said thank you, so... <laughs> yeah, he did. That kind of takes off the edge, doesn't it? Maybe maybe they just had a little chat. If you had a little chat and he was like, I'll, I'll kill you. Maybe. I mean, they could have just got Rousseau to do it, because Rousseau would just one of them dead the minute she met him. Yeah. I love that Rousseau's just tagging along. He's part of the crew. Got an original character right there as well, though, by the way. Like, season one character. Yeah, yeah. Love her. So, I mean, Saeed's, Saeed is so shocked with Locke. He's scandalised. Anyway, they, they go over. They get a little tree trunk. Well, quite a big tree trunk, actually. And they climb over, and then they're in the barracks, aren't they? 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's exciting to see the barracks, isn't it? It's exciting to see the houses from the first episode of this season. Yeah. Are you excited today to see that? It feels like we're getting somewhere. Yeah. I always was so excited for the for the Islanders to find this community. Yeah. I love it. And it's obviously their first kind of glimpse at the others in clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like kids there, there's women, there's, there's, there's running water. And all but anyway, it's really well edited, this scene, because Kate's looking around and then she sees Jack running towards her. And she's assuming he's escaping, but then Saeed holds her back and then she realises, no, he's not escaping. He's actually he's having, playing ball. He's playing ball game with Tom. With our boy Tom. Mr. Friendly. Yeah, Jack, over here. <laughs> I love it. It was amazing, wasn't it? What a moment. Tom is playing football with Jack. Tom and Jack, best mates. So funny. Who knew? Who knew? What a twist, though. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Jack's just like playing football, man. What's happened? Why oh. is Jack Why is Jack seeming to be okay with the others? I don't know. I mean, he saved Ben, I guess. Mm. So they've probably accepted. Like, how is he supposed to live? He's just seen. He's seen how comfy they are, and he's thought, "Fuck it, I want a part of that." So is he another? I guess he's getting there. Whoa! Jack turned other. Whoa! Wow! Didn't think of it like that, but crikey, maybe they are the good guys. So say the lines are blurred. The lines are blurring. Who is Jack? What's he doing? Maybe he's got a plan. Scheming. What do you reckon his plan could be? I don't know, but I'm I hope he's got I'm asking you to think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, infiltrate from the inside. Take down the barriers on the outside somehow and then get everyone over. There's a lot of potential. Yeah. There's I, a lot. But, I mean, to Kate and Jack... No, sorry. Kate and Saeed. Unlock. It looks suspicious. Yeah. As hell. Yeah. Anyway, great ending. I love this ending. Big ending. Big cliffhanger. Really good. I love the way that he throws the ball down and it cuts to black. Yeah. Very good. Good episode overall. Very good. Very good. Oh, the next one. Oh, the next one. I do like it. Yeah. Anyway, some little things I want to talk about. Go on then. Um, When they say, we got the, um, the segue between... Charlie and Claire reading the note on the on the um that Claire has written to put on the foot of the of the seagull. Yes. And it flies away. And then we see the seagulls migrating over Kate on the barracks and she's looking up. I love that. It's like, oh, it's the same island. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? And Sai and Kate's like, ah, and Sai's out. He's like, We're here. And it's like, Ooh. oh yeah, to business, to business, to business. Um another thing, Sawyer is seen reading a book called The Fountainhead, which is a 1943 novel. Um, and it's... Uh, a character in the book is a con man who is in love with a woman called... Kate. My son. No, yeah, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite funny. Uh, might read it. Hilarious. Yeah, I love it. And now it's time for... Watch. When Locke is chopping down the tree that they put over the pylons, he hits it with the axe eight times. <laughs> Love it. 
the uh, the thing in Kate Claire's car, the gauge in front of it, um, ends in ten point eight in black and white letters. So that's not only a number watch, ten point eight, but it's black and white, <laughs> which ties into the, yeah, it's reaching that one. Uh, Rousseau asks, and this is a good one because it's a good good question. Um, she asks Kate how Kate would feel if. In the future, Jack did not recognise her, but she says 16 years in the future, because that's obviously how long she's been on the island. 16 is a number. That is a number. Um, When Claire and Charlie released a bird with a note attached in the aforementioned scene, (laughs) it is joined by 14 other birds. A few seconds later, opening another scene, the aforementioned one where Kate looks into the sky, it's got the same 15 birds. 15 number. Birds. 15 of them. Number birds. Number birds. Nice. Really good episode, this. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy you like it. And I'm happy you like last, the last one before that. And I've got a feeling you're going to enjoy the next few. Good. Well, in fact, there was a big old debate on Twitter recently. Another reference to birds. Uh, there was a, a little message on Twitter. Go on. Recently, where there was a big old debate whether episode 14 is actually a good episode or not and whether you'd like it or not and some people were like no they reckon you hate it Um, some people were like it was awful Um, I for one love it and I for one think you're going to find it completely ridiculous but I think you'll like it but whose episode will it be? yeah well whose could it be? (sighs) whose is next week's going to be? let's think about that are you going to pull out another Claire and get it right? Think about where we are. Think about what's going on. Whose episode could it be? So, who's in the main group? We got, oh, maybe Locke. Locke. Locke number two. Mm. Have we had 2K episodes yet? We ha- this, ep- this season, mm. uh, we've had just the one. Have we had two jacks? We've, we've had, had two jacks. Two oh, jacks. yeah, we've had two jacks. <laughs> oh, um, it's going to be either Kate or Locke, surely. Kate or Locke. Okay. Or I'm a, I'm, oh, they could do a really Rogue Rousseau episode. Oh, a Rogue So. If they if they work, did if they did a if they did a random Rousseau episode, but that would definitely mean she's gonna die. If it started with her. If it starts with her, she's gonna die. Here's a question. Is there any character that you know when Echo his episode started, you were like, he's gonna die this episode. Yeah. And even Anna Lucia, you just had a weird feeling. Is there any character that if we now got their episode apart from Rousseau, you'd be like, they're gonna die? This episode. Um, we're getting there with Charlie, aren't oh, we? Okay. Slowly but surely. Because I mean, that's because he he's going to die. He has to die at some stage. Mm, I don't think. Maybe. I don't. I don't think that will be anytime soon. I'd be a bit suspect if they did a Charlie episode. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Hard questions. Good one. Though. I mean, Rousseau. If they did a Rousseau episode, she's definitely gonna. Yeah. Um, no one really from that main pack. I don't think. Okay. Oh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's exciting. We're getting into such a good run of episodes now. So good, so good. I actually don't think there's a bad one at all now until midway through season four and it's not even that bad. So Crikey. get excited, mate. Get excited. Um, where can people find this? Who's the, your hero of the week? Oh, Desmond. For just taking that bite and just that humili- humiliation of shooting that gun. For the greater good, though. For the greater good. Better man than I. Everyone is. And your villain? 
my villain. My villain is verging on lock. Um, but I would actually say that the villain of this week's episode has to be uh, Christian Shepherd. Um, because he's just a bastard. <laughs> he's a bastard every episode. He really is. Um, he really, really is. And this now gives Claire real big daddy issues. I mean, exactly. Just, we're just ticking off the characters, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We're ticking them off. Seriously. I, I mean, I would agree. I mean, Locke does kill someone, though. But then Christian suggests killing an innocent person. And he's just rocked up, and he's like, yeah, you should do Kill this. your mum. Yeah. Kill your not, mom. Like, you know, it depends where you stand on the whole euthanasia thing. Hopefully, I never have to make my point known on that. But, touch wood. But I um, think that he has no right just showing up. Kill your mum. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's Just fair enough. Just be there for your flipping daughter. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. Anyway, also, clearly had an affair. Claire Shepard, though. Oh, yeah. Not not got a ring to it. Claire Littleton, let's stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. Could it be one day be Claire Pace? Charlie said, <laughs> could it be? I love how to clarify God. that. You're like, why Pace? <laughs> um, so, yeah, who is your villain? Christian also. Yeah, either... Yeah, Christian. My hero, either Desmond or the seagull. The seagull is a big guy. He's a good hero. I mean, the only problem I have with the seagull is that when Claire puts the note on him, that Claire's, that note is not going far, okay? So it's going to get quite wet. It's going to get really wet. It's paper. It's not even in like a plastic bag or anything. It's just on there. Like, you would think about that because the seagull's obviously going to go in the water to go like fishing and stuff. What would you do if the final ever episode, people rock up on the island. Because they have the note. And they've got the pigeon, they're stroking the pigeon, the pigeon seagull, and they're like, we found your note. Oh my God. Then I would understand why people aren't the biggest <laughs> fan of it. That's funny. Mate. But if they never wrap up the seagull mystery. You're going to be furious. I won't be surprised. <laughs> Will you be furious though? They'll just see, you'll just, one episode in the background episode, you'll just see a little bit of paper floating in the water. <laughs> and they'll be like, that's what happened to the note. <laughs> I like these back to basic plans. I like them. Because <laughs> you're a basic kind of guy. I'm basic. I like the message in the bottle in season one. Yeah. I like anything with a note. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening everyone I am on Jake underscore Stoll and Jack is on Jack J Shepherd and we are on Lost Boys Pod get um, in touch you get in touch also we don't urge people to do this enough um, but please maybe just like tweet tweet out and, and, and recommend us to people because I feel like there's a lot of Lost fans out there who don't know this is happening and we just want to share the Lost love don't we yeah we really want to do it and um, if you know a Lost fan who would like to listen to this and follow along with Jack's journey, um, please just let them know about it. Give them the choice. Give them the choice. Or, or send me money. I'm going to be broke. No, so. don't send Jack money. <laughs> just ask your friend if they want to listen to our podcast. Um, and also give us a little rate and subscribe if you can. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. I cannot wait to dive into the next few episodes. We actually have a guest coming up. Do we? We do indeed. Not a lost guest. Well, actually, do you know what? He's a, he's, a, he's a respected guy within the field of TV. That's what I'm going to say. Oh. Um, so thank you very much. Jack, I reckon we should end with you saying par avion in your Frenchest accent. Par avion. <laughs> <laughs>